Hello and welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Out and About, a community podcast, a production of Woodlands Online. I'm Michael Lincavo, and today it's time for another installation of Tech Talk with our Tech Talk team. Today, it's virtual reality. That's the new technology that is making its way to the consumer market, which allows you to feel immersed in a game you're playing. Usually involves a headset, goggles, something like that. Uh, And there's more to it than games, and we're going to hear a lot more about that and more from our Tech Talk team. We're here to talk about all the new VR. There are a lot of new VR technologies coming uh, out this year, next year. Among the most prevalent are PlayStation VR, which is for the PlayStation 4 and will cost about $400. Already has a lengthy list of games available for it, um, and it's available this October on the 13th. A less expensive one is the Samsung Gear. It costs $99 and is compatible with your phone, and it gives you a 3D perspective of apps, games, and most importantly, Netflix. (laughs) It's available right now, and it's the least expensive VR headset, but it's only for your phone. So next is the HTC Vive, which is $800. It is primarily for your PC, and it's available now. Yes, it's $800, but the Oculus Rift has this whole gear, everything that goes with it, it's over $1,000. The regular Oculus Rift is $600 and is PC only, but it comes with an Xbox controller for like the gamepad. It's $600 and it's available now. Oh, they are so expensive. They're ridiculous. The cheapest console one is $400 and Xbox isn't getting a VR headset for a long time. For people in the woodlands, you actually have a chance to try out virtual reality for yourself. It's on the intersection of 249 and 2920 at a GameStop, but Sony PlayStation VR is actually holding a showcase there. I was fortunate enough to experience this for myself among a few of my friends, and it was a pretty interesting experience. They're showcasing their very own Sony VR headset, which as Anna said, retails for about $400. But we got to try it out for free, which is nice. I got to experience what it was like to immerse myself in a virtual reality world. And it's interesting because you can tell it's fake. Let's not beat around the bush here, but you do feel immersed. I got to play a uh, setting where I was a pilot of a starship and I could look around in my starship's little cabin, look at the displays, check readings, and I was actually actually having this feeling like I was this pilot of a starship in space. I look down and I'm in a pilot suit. Like I'm looking down at my pants and I should be wearing denim and I'm wearing this armor that's glowing with like these power lines and I'm like, wow, that's different. And suddenly when I see my character sitting bolt upright and you can see his posture with the legs, I mirrored my legs just like that. I knew that this wasn't real, but I was trying to make it as real as I could make it. And I think that definitely plays a part with these VR technologies is like it's not just what you see and experience it's you wanting to believe it's real and that's really what makes it effective and then the guy took off the headset so I was grounded back in reality and you know I went for another try because I wanted to feel that feeling again it was fun that's as much as I can get to it it's immersive and it's fun in the back of your mind you know it's fake but It's an experience that I wouldn't miss out on. They're having the showcase for about the next month, every weekend. So if any of you have the time, go please check it out. My name is Devin Campbell, and I'm here to talk about the history and the current ideas behind VR. VR is actually considerably older than most people might think it is, with the Sensorama, the first truly immersive VR device, being invented as far back as the 1950s. Though it was no headset, it was much closer to a telephone booth. 
It actually would encompass your entire head and provide you with audio and visual stimulation. It would have stereoscopic 3D stereo sound and it would even release a feeling of wind and aroma to try to simulate the experience of actually being where it was showing you. It was invented by Morton Hellig back in the 1950s and in the 1960s it finally came to use, but it never really went anywhere. Before his time, I guess. Before his time, well before his time. Yeah. Everything's about portability now, about ease of use, so we're much more comfortable, much more user-friendly devices like the portable headsets like the Vive and all that kind of thing, so. So, I think it's also important this week that we mention, while we're sitting here and one person's talking, the other two out of three are on their phones, and my bet, my guess, is that it's about. with Pokemon Go. That That's my guess. Oh, hey. Totally false. Look at a VR uh -huh. information. Uh -huh. We should talk so about that So someone too. should definitely shed yeah. a little light on Pokemon Go. If you would like to hear more about Pokemon Go, Woodlands Online is the place. We've got a lot of material up already about the gaming sensation that's sweeping across the Woodlands and everywhere else. If you'd like to hear our take on it, our conversation about it with the tech team, please uh, check out this podcast feed uh, we will have a special feature above this episode about it i really like this new direction that media's general media is going imagine going to a movie theater but you don't watch your movie on a screen anymore instead you're handed this headset you're seeing the movie from a whole new point of view you're in the movie almost imagine playing video games where you are interacting with the environment on a level that hasn't been explored before uh, a level of immersion that allows for storytelling and plot building to happen in much better scales than they have in the past. Imagine phone apps, general phone apps becoming much more easier to use and even augmenting reality as you see it. Virtual reality doesn't necessarily mean strapping a headset to your face and calling it a day. It's coming in more and more forms now and media is becoming much more accepting and you, like it, they're using it at a much bigger scale than in the past. But for right now, most of its uses are entertainment-based. So, you know, theater experiences, video games, that sort of thing. But in the future, a lot of people are looking into using it as a training kind of program. So for doctors and surgeons, for soldiers, for people who need to get the most realistic experience without actually having to, say, operate on someone or get a bullet fired at them. I saw just recently in an article that a teaching hospital had switched from using cadavers to using holographic models. They don't have to cut up on the body. They can take it apart layer by layer as they project this 3D image of an adult man. And it's really impressive because it allows you to really see the whole thing. Every dimension, every angle, and it's all colored. It makes it really, really clear exactly what parts of the body they're operating on. I've heard of them using VR technology for therapy for soldiers who have PTSD. They're helping them relive the moment and overcome it in order to get better. So VR is, an, uh, is a field that needs to be tapped into more, in my opinion. We're still putting our foot in the water, testing it out. And unfortunately to say, like most of the systems available today aren't affordable nor economical. But in the future, I do hope that this technology expands to the point where everyone can use it every day. Thanks for joining us today. This is Michael from Woodlands Online, and I'll see you next time.